Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. So we'd like to welcome back Jack Murrah to the podcast, and because it's his first time back in a long time, we are going to give him the start for our first question of the day, which is, where does Tom Brady end up? He's finally a unrestricted free agent, first time in a while. And so, Murrah, where does Tom Brady play next year? Well, I think more than likely, if he if he leaves New England, he's going to go somewhere where his family wants to to live. So he's going to go to either some place like L.A. or like Chicago, some sort of big city. I think L.A. for sure, like the Chargers would suit his lifestyle. You can they can make a good pitch. They have really good weapons. They have two excellent running backs, a uh, very good receiver. I think that team all they need is a quarterback who's not named Philip Rivers to be able to make a run in the playoffs. So I think that's a great destination for Tom Brady. Um, but more likely than not, I think he'll probably resign with the Patriots unless they don't bring in any weapons. But if they're able to secure maybe like a big wide receiver or running back, I think Tom Brady will resign. See, I disagree with you because I don't just don't think the Chargers have a good enough offensive line to keep Tom Brady back there. Whereas um, the the Oakland Raiders, they have a really good O-line with uh, left guard Ruchi Incognito and the right tackle Trent Brown that came actually from the Patriots to um, to Oakland in the last offseason. And I think because they have that good O-line, they have Josh Jacobs, uh, rookie phenom running back, Darren Waller, and they can add some more good receivers. And they still – it's not – their defense isn't like – Horrible. Their defense obviously isn't, you know, great. Doesn't really have a superstar, but uh, their defense isn't horrible. And I just think that they're a solid team all around for Tom Brady to go to. And I've also seen a lot of talks about Derek Carr getting traded to maybe New England if Brady leaves or Chicago. So that would kind of work out with some of those rumors. So I think that Tom Brady is going to stay in New England, and I think he knows, and he's known for a long time that he's going to stay in New England, but he just wants to validate himself. He just wants to go out into the market and see what teams are going to give him and then make New England give him more. Because if you're Tom Brady, you're 42 years old. You've been in the Patriots system for your entire career. You don't want to go to a new system, to a place like Vegas, where there's going to be so many distractions, with a fan base that isn't used to you, with a coach who has a huge personality in John Gruden and is notorious for having a super complicated playbook. So I think that Tom Brady, he's going to go back to New England. There have been rumors that maybe the Patriots go ahead and trade for a guy like Stefan Diggs, who can be that number one option and really solidify that Patriots receiving core. They still have a really solid O-line. They're getting their center back this year, who was out for, I believe, the entire year. And obviously, that defense is incredible. They still have the Defensive Player of the Year and Stephon Gilmore, best coordinator in the league, and overall, really solid defense. So I think if Tom Brady is going to come back, which he definitely looks like he will. I think the best option for him is to stay in New England, and I think he knows this. So right now, I don't I don't think Tom Brady knows exactly what he wants to do. I think he's really just living in the moment of being an unrestricted free agent, which he hasn't seen in so long. But I do think he's going to stay in New England. However, if I do have to speculate and 
guess a team that he's going to go to. I would say the Tennessee Titans. Now, I don't think that the Titans should move on from Tannehill because they had a very successful playoff run, as we all know, um, getting to the championship game, which nobody expected them to, them to be in. But Tom Brady, I do think his best team to go to, that wouldn't be the Patriots, would be the Titans. He could reunite with Vrabel, who he ended up playing with in New England uh, about maybe eight or nine years back. And he has we- he would have weapons in Tennessee that he hasn't seen in New England outside of Edelman and, like, A.J. Brown. So that could be very interesting to see. And, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, the absolute monster at running back that the Titans have. And I think that locker room with a presence, with somebody who demands a presence that Tom Brady does and the amount of experience that he has had, it'd be valuable to any any team. But as we saw with the Titans last postseason, they, they're poised to make another deep playoff run, and I think they can do it. And I think Brady is the number one quarterback that they could have to do it. So I have to agree with Jack, Murrah, and JW in that Brady is going to California, either the Chargers or the Raiders. I think he's going to the Raiders right now because there are talks of Derek Carr being traded. He has Josh Jacobs, a great O-line, and really a not a superstar defense, but a solid defense, middle of the pack. It's a team that he can work with. The Chargers would be an interesting option, though, because they have Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler. That's a very high-powered offense. And Brady just needs to make the throws there. He doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be anything special. He just needs to be a great above Philip Rivers, which he is, to get that team into a deep playoff run. So I think he's going to California, definitely. Either Oakland or um, now Los Angeles. Um, well, you know, Jack, the Raiders, they're the not in out. California anymore. They're back in Vegas, baby. Uh, yes, the Raiders are in Vegas. What a sad time to be a football fan. All of these small market franchises are being moved. But sorry, either Nevada or California, L.A. or L.V., I think he is going to Nevada, and I think he's going to the Raiders. So now we're going to go over to basketball, where Zion Williamson, who had been injured for the first basically half of the season, has now started to play and is playing insane. He's averaging about 23 points on 28 minutes a game. And it would look with those numbers like he would take rookie of the year, but John Morant is also playing quite well, averaging similar statistics. So the question is, who should win rookie of the year? John Morant or Zion Williamson? I'm going to take Zion in this, and I know this is a very controversial opinion. I think a lot of people thought Jaw 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 has to be it because Zion's been hurt for so long, and then there's really nobody else at all who's contending with Jaw. But I just think if you watch Zion play, if you look at the stats, who is the better player? Who is more valuable to their team? I think it is clearly Zion. Zion right now with those numbers would be an all-star this year. If he had started the season, those numbers get him into the all-star game. 23 on 23 points on 28 minutes a game and like basically 60% shooting. I mean, those are just phenomenal numbers. Jaw has good numbers. They're pretty good. They're yeah, on 29 minutes, he only scores 17 a game on um, like 49% shooting. So clearly Zion is a much more efficient player, a much more impactful player when he's out on the floor. If you look at the last 10 games for each team, the Pelicans have won seven of their last uh, or seven of their last 10. And I think it's going to be enough for them to make the playoffs. And I think that's really what this debate is about, is if the Grizzlies end up falling down to the ninth seed because of the Pelicans playing better with Zion, I think you have to give it to Zion. 
So I completely disagree with you, especially about the idea that Zion is more impactful to his team than John Morant. Sure, you can make the case about points, and that's fine. But the bottom line is Jaw is a point guard, and his role isn't to go out there and score 20 a night or score efficiently. Because his role is to distribute the ball and create open shots for his teammates. And he's still dropping around 17 points a game, shooting pretty efficiently at 49% because he's actually shooting jumpers, unlike Zion, who's just taking it to the rim all the time. And you mentioned the playoffs. I think if, if, the, if the Grizzlies make the playoffs, which right now they are the eighth seed, which nobody expected going into the year, I think if they make the playoffs, you have to give it to John Morant because of what he is doing with so little around him. Nobody expected the Grizzlies to do anything this year. They were considered to be a lottery team and they were in a complete rebuild. And yet with John Morant, without any other pieces added around him, they are in the playoffs currently. They have a 500 record. And this is especially impressive considering that rookie point cards are notorious for being terrible. You look at a guy like Kobe White, who has struggled this year, even though he's starting to pick it up through the majority of the season. He's been terrible. Lonzo, a few years back, was terrible. Markel Fultz was also terrible. And yet, Jaw, still being a rookie point guard, has been able to play incredibly impressive. And yes, I agree. He's not better than Zion. But you still have to take into account that he's played around 40 more games. That has to take, that has to come into account when you consider Rookie of the Year, because we're looking at the entire season, not just the second half. I think John should be the clear favorite for Rookie of the Year. And unless Zion begins to average 30 a game and carries the Pelicans to the playoffs, I think if he wins, that's clearly because he's just the more popular player. So you mentioned that the Grizzlies are in a playoff spot. They are currently 28-28 and and in the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Now, that is not only because of Jaw, although it is mainly because of Jaw. Jaron Jackson Jr., who is averaging 16 a game, is also helping out majorly. But he has recently sustained an injury that will take him out for most of the rest of the season. So the question now becomes, how will Jaw do without a number, a guy to go to? Can he truly carry this team? And if he can, so long as they make the playoffs – even if Zion bumps his average up to like 25 and 8, I still think it is impressive enough to carry a team that at the beginning of the season was considered a lottery-picking team for sure, a team that should tank. To carry that team to a playoff spot is impressive enough that Jaw should win Rookie of the Year. I agree that it's very impressive, but here's here's the thing. The, the Rookie of the Year is different from the MVP. The MVP is the most valuable player to their team. But I think the difference in the rookie of the year is it's just who is the best rookie? Who is the best player? It's not about what they do for their team, which is part of being a great player is helping your team. But it's not about carrying them to the playoffs or anything. It's just about who is the better player. And if you watch Zion, if you look at the stats, Zion is clearly the more dominant and influential player on the floor. How, how is basketball measured? How are sports measured? They're measured in wins. So whoever gives your team more wins... Should That's be the more, not, That's not, more not to mention, you say more influential. Okay, on the Jack floor. pointed out Jaron Jackson Jr. 
He was a nice piece for the Grizzlies. And besides Jonas Valanciunas, who's not the same player, that's about it. The Pelicans have a playoff caliber team. Brandon Ingram was a first-time All-Star. Lonzo Ball has really been really effective in that playmaking role, though he still struggled shooting. You have an experienced veteran like Drew Holiday, who's great defensively and offensively. Zion is the third best player on this no, team. Zion is the best player on the Pelicans. He's not. He is. Zion, Zion, Zion is the best player on the Pelicans, but he is getting he's, so he's, much help for Brandon the Ingram, let's not, let's not if, if you were to put Zion Williamson on the Grizzlies and John Morant, on the Pelicans for at the start of the season, John Morant would, would have insane numbers. Yes, no, insane also, numbers. He, he and has to share the ball more. He literally has to share the ball also, with Lonzo, let's, another point guard, Andrew Holiday, not, who's basically a quasi point guard. Let's not disrespect Brandon Ingram. He's averaging twenty six a game and was a first time All Star. Zion, all he's been asked yeah. to do, he hasn't been asked to create anything. He hasn't been asked to shoot. His entire role has just been feeding the ball in the post. And go to the rack. That's so, all he's doing. That's how, also, you know, how does it matter how he gets also, his points? You say it's the best player. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If there was a player who scored, who played a rookie, who scored, who played in one game and scored 40 points, should that rookie win rookie no, of the year? because it's not a big enough sample size. And here you're going to come back with Zion has only played like 12 games. But if you, by the end of the season, Zion will have like 30 games under his belt. And obviously, John will have played for basically a whole season. But Zion will that have enough. That is not even a half of a season. But Zion will have enough of a sample size to see if he can if he can sustain this. And clearly, there's no way to really guard Zion. He's just bigger. He's stronger. It doesn't matter how he – why does it matter how he gets his points? If, if he gets his points at the rack and he's way more efficient doing so than somebody who has to take jumpers, why does it matter? But because that's all he's doing. He's only asked to score in a very specific way. John Morant, he has to initiate everything on offense. There's nobody else on that Grizzlies team who can create shots. He is the guy who is going out and getting sure. and averaging seven, eight, nearly 18 points and eight assists a game. Those are great numbers. Those are all. Okay. Those numbers are better than who is Chris be- Paul for a point guard. Who is better? Okay, and he's doing it in his rookie year on a terrible team. Who is better, Penny Hardaway on? Okay, on the Magic. Who is better, Shaq or Penny Hardaway? Two different players, two different roles. Shaq was only asked to run the ball, uh, run the floor, score the ball, and Penny Hardaway had to control the offense and initiate it. But clearly the better player and the more important player to that team was the guy who could put the ball in the hole. Because at the end of the day, that is what the game is about. And Zion does that better than anybody on the Grizzlies or on his own team. See, I agree. Zion, I'm saying Zion is a better player than John. Okay. But he's not more influential. He doesn't impact the game in more but he ways. Does. He impact he doesn't impact the way the game in a more diverse way, like a LeBron like a LeBron type player who's able to assist, who's able to score, who's able to rebound. But Zion impacts the game just more. It's like if Michael Jordan just goes out and scores 35, he impacts the game more than somebody who's like 25 and 5, right? Because he's putting the ball in the hole. Let me give you a sports comparison. Um Philip Rivers had better stats across his career than Eli Manning. Okay. However, Eli Manning will probably go to the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers probably won't. No, Philip Rivers what? is a Hall of Famer. He's not going to the Hall of Famer. Yes, nah, Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. That's the discussion for another time. That is a discussion for another time. But obviously, Philip Rivers is a but, better quarterback. But, yes. Clearly. 
but Eli Manning will be judged as a better quarterback because he won games. No, he's because not. he influenced his team more. He's not judged as a, he's not going to be judged as a better quarterback, but he just has more accomplishments, which a lot is like because the Hall of he Fame, won. The Hall of Fame is not are because you he or worse? won. Because he won, but that doesn't mean he was a better player. Winners get awards. Winners are the type of people you want. You want the people sure. who will have your team win. What, what, what do you mean? And so, are you saying Zion's Z- not a winner? Zion is. Oh, when Zion has come back onto the Pelicans, the Pelicans have been better than the Grizzlies. That is a fact. Zion is more of a winner than Ja. Okay. Yes, but other people on that team are winners too. Who is a winner before the uh, on the Pelicans? Nobody on the Pelicans is a winner. Literally. What do you mean? Drew Holiday is not a winner. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. They haven't. They've barely been to the playoffs. Yeah. They've like. But what do you mean? They they weren't going to be in the playoffs. Okay. Before the Pelicans aren't Zion. in the playoffs. They, they still probably they're not, won't be. They're going to be. They're they going probably to be won't the be. Because they're 7-3 over the last 10 games that Zion has played. Because Zion wins them games. Yes. But you, you have to take into account. You have one guy who's played half a season. One guy who's played a full season. The only way okay. that the guy who played half a season can be considered to have a better season is one... If they won considerably more games, which right now the, the Grizzlies still have a better record, it remains to be seen whether the Pelicans can overtake the Grizzlies because sure. they are still three and a half but games obviously back. Zion and has two, a better record. two, if the player who only played half the games was way superior to a player who played twice the amount of games. And I feel like you are discrediting what Ja is doing. We all acknowledge that Zion is great. He's great. But the bottom line is he's averaging six more points a game than John Morant. Okay? Six more points than a point guard whose job isn't to score, whose job is to distribute the basketball. Okay. And I think I think if you were to factor in John Morant's assist into his point total, I would agree with Rodrigo that John Morant is more influential and he creates more baskets, more balls okay. that are scored as That's points. A, it's fair enough. Who okay, I'm just saying at the end of the day. If you're trying to win a title and you're drafting one of the two based on how they've performed, you're going to take Zion. But There's that's no not, doubt. That's not There's the no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He's the better player. No. And I think that is what the Rookie of the Year award is, no. is all about. Listen, you cannot win Rookie of the Year playing half of the year. It just Why doesn't not? work. Oh, uh, because you can. No. Then it's not Rookie of the Year, to it's me, Rookie of the Six me, Months. From yeah, where Zion came in. Are, well, it's like if you play three-fourths of the season, is it rookie of the three-fourths or is it rookie of the year, right? It's just like who – over the course of the season, we've seen who are the better two – who are who out of the two players, who is better? It's clearly Zion. But you talk about impact. You talk about influence. Zion didn't have an impact on his team for half of the year. Okay. That is a considerable enough – that is a considerable enough portion – that if Zion was on a team like the Grizzlies and he was out for the first half of the year, they would have no shot at making the playoffs. But how would how would your argument change if after Zion comes in, he leads them to the playoffs, they grab an eight seed or even a seven seed? How would that change your argument? Do you think he'd be worthy of the rookie of the year if when he comes in, they end up make the Pelicans end up making a play, playoff spot? Well, how close were the Pelicans to making a playoff spot before he came in? Not very close. They're like a, like they were like a twelve seed. Like my my guess bad. is my guess is they were about a ten, maybe about six. I think I think they were five. Like, they're eleven in between in between like six and four ten, games back. Right now there's a ten seed and they're seven and three over the last ten games. That were like time. they were like ten oh, games five, under five hundred. So they're obviously like if they. I think Zion's going to lead them to the playoffs, and I guess it remains to be seen. We can't really say it right now, but if 
the Pelicans sneak in. It's like you have to give it to Zion basically because he's shown he is more impactful. He brings wins. But if the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies hold their spot, it should go to Jaw. If the Pelicans sneak in, which I don't think they will, which is why I think it's going to Jaw. I might agree with you that it goes okay, to Zion. I think that's fair. So that's it for today. But before I end the episode, I'd like to do a couple thank yous. First, thank you again to Whataburger, a great sponsor. If you go to the Whataburger specifically on Timmins and Westheimer, we will have a free, actually they will have a free Whataburger waiting for you with purchase of a medium fries and medium drink. You have to mention that the guys at Crunch Time sent you. So go into Whataburger and get that free Whataburger. Secondly, thank you to the brand new shoes for letting us use one of their songs as our intro. A great band out of Chicago. Um, they're on Spotify, on Amazon Music, Apple Music, so give them a listen. Truly great band. That is all for this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast, and see you next time.